coming up before that, but when he selected the song, I said, all right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, I just want to let everybody know how blessed I am to be here. Uh, you never really realize how long you've been gone until you get back. Yeah. Uh, I was driving in this morning, I was trying to remember how long it had been since I'd been here. And I, and I kept saying, no, it hadn't been that long. And it had been that long. So again, it, it truly is a blessing to be here. My wife is here as well. It, we've had a, a long month. And again, as I said, it's always good to fellowship with the saints uh, at home. So Amen. I just want to make sure Amen. that I can communicate that. Also, just us a blessing for everybody to be here. We have the ability and the opportunity to be encouraged and to encourage one another. Regardless of the morning that we have, some of us have had some mornings. Yeah. Some of us struggle getting out of the door. <laughs> some of us, we understand that. Some of us have had long weeks. Some of us have had long months. But all those things are falling by the wayside on this morning because we're here now. We're here mm -hmm. in a place uh, to be edified and glorify God and just remember all the things that he's done for us. Um, I went and got my kids yesterday. My kids are back as well. Uh, yeah, I noticed you know, about three weeks, me and my wife, it's been me and her, so just preparing for this lesson was a little different when my kids came home. <laughs> Being summoned every five minutes, but again, I'm blessed that they're home. They were ready to come home. We were ready for them to be home. So again, it's just been a blessing. And again, I'm just, I'm just so thankful to be here. Uh, so with that being said, I'm just I'm thankful for the opportunity that was given to me to present to you all another portion of God's word. And, I, and that's, some, that's a task that I don't take lightly. Uh, I want to make sure that I communicate that. And I just want to make sure that this morning, my hope and prayer is that someone is encouraged by something that's said. And I also want you all to know that the lesson isn't just for sharing, it was for me as well. So I want to make sure that I communicate to the, that to you all as well. Right. All right. Along those same lines, let's take the time this morning. And very simply, all we're going to do, and I won't be long, is we're going to take the time to do a self-assessment or do, a, do an evaluation, a little self-evaluating for ourselves. That's what we're going to do this morning, very simple. Uh, this morning, uh, Brother May gave a lesson about preparedness and death. And it's God's providence that my lesson is what it is because it just so happened to reference some of the things Brother May said. And it's, it's, the Word of God is, is powerful, Paul. Uh, so I just want to take that concept of being assessed and evaluated because on our jobs, most of us on our jobs, we're evaluated. Uh, whether we be evaluated annually or quarterly. But there's some kind of evaluation to let you know where your performance is. Uh, when you, you have a period when you started, in the middle, and where you're supposed to be. Uh, your progression is tracked. All those different things. Uh, the things that you need to work on, the things that you need to maintain, your strengths, your weaknesses, all those things are evaluated, and you're assessed on those things. And sometimes that could affect your pay, hmm. or it can improve your pay hmm. in certain jobs. Yeah. So now if we take that same concept of being evaluated and assessed spiritually, right, as members of the body, right, what it requires from us is an openness and an honesty in God's word. Right. For us to do a self-evaluation and assess where we are spiritually, it requires for us to be honest. And that should happen not quarterly or annually, but daily. Amen. The evaluation for us is daily. So in that evaluating, there are a few questions that we should be asking ourselves. Again, this is just, this is just how I see it. So the questions that we should begin to ask ourselves is how well do we know ourselves? Well, what do you mean, Brother What do you mean how well do we know ourselves? Well, how well... Are we com how confident are we in the strength of our faith? How confident are we? Now, a lot of us say we're faithful. We're faithful. We, we walk according to the Spirit, all those different things. But how faithful are we really? And if someone was to ask us on the spot, how confident are you in the strength of your faith? Not because you said it, but because of the things that you've done based on your level of faith. And we'll get there. Now, another question we could ask ourselves as we evaluate and we self-assess, does our faith travel well? well? What do you mean, does our faith travel well? When we leave here, are we as faithful 
Monday as we are wow. when we were here Sunday. Right. Wednesday, when we leave on Wednesday, right. we're all here. It's easy to do it when we're all here. Yeah. But when you go to your jobs, does your faith travel? Right. Does it travel? Right. When you go to those places where you know there's going to be some folks who could care less about you, is your faith going to travel? Or are you going to blend in with the crowd? So again, right. assessing yourself, does your faith travel with you? Right now. Yeah. Now, another question that we have to ask ourselves, do we sometimes rush into situations that our level of faith can't handle? Hmm. Thus being the question, are you sure your faith can handle it? Hmm. And again, it's a self-assessment, it's for us all. And every example that we give, I want us to take the time to insert ourselves in said example. Because it's for us. Because the evaluate, because a lot of times what we do is we can evaluate the level of someone else's faith. Amen. We can tell you how unfaithful you've been. But let me tell you how unfaithful I've been. Let me tell you that when the rubber meets the road, I don't know if my faith is standing. So this morning, it very simply, as I said, a self-evaluation. I won't be long. So we'll, we'll take our examples from, from good old Peter. Uh, we talked about, <laughs> maybe talked about, about Peter this morning. Yeah. And when he referenced in Mark chapter 8, when Peter had just referenced who he thought Christ was. He just said it, proclaimed it. And in those same, and if you go down, you'll see when Peter rebukes Jesus. Had the audacity, the boldness, had the audacity to rebuke Jesus. And that's just giving you uh, some personality traits about who Peter was. Peter was brash. He was bold. He was at times overconfident. Who does that sound like? Sometimes we're brash, we're bold, and at times we're overconfident in our faith. Yeah. We think that our faith can handle circumstances that we can't. Yeah. But again, that requires what? Some openness and some honesty. Yeah. All right. Uh oh, wait a minute, y'all. Technology tried to get me. All right. So we'll be reading our lesson text from Matthew 14, uh, verses 22, 26, as was read in your hearing. Uh, there's also an account in Mark 6, 45 and 56, and also John 6, 16 through 24. But this particular account specifically deals with Peter. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. We're going to be talking about Peter. All right, so now let's first of all get some context of Matthew chapter 4. Y'all know I like context. Y'all like, know I like to build up to the point. All right, so context. Jesus has just found out about John the Baptist's death at the hand of Herod. All right, so what happened? Based on uh, Herodias' daughter, Herod's brother's wife. So what happened is, John said, hey, you're wrong. You're in a relationship that you ought not to be in. So Jesus has retreated to the desert, but word has traveled uh, that John the Baptist had died. His head was served on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. We remember that. So again, Jesus uh, deserted. And we see the pattern of Jesus when, when it got hot. Jesus would say, let me get out of here because now is not the time for that. I need, there's, there's a timeline that I'm on and that would speed it up. Let me get out of this. It's too hot right now. So Jesus, being who he was, and when he was in the desert, word had traveled of who he was. So people followed him. They said, Jesus, listen, we've heard of you. We know the things that you have the ability to do. So they followed him in the desert. And Jesus, again, being who he was, was compelled to take care of those needs. So what he was doing was he was healing. Healing the sick in the desert. And after a while, the disciples said, hey, look, listen. Y'all need to go and get something because we out here. Ain't nothing to eat out here. Jesus said, you know what? We'll feed him. And he fed him with five loaves and two fish. Mm -hmm. Fed 5,000. That's Jesus. So that's just the context of what we've got going on in Matthew chapter 14. So after this was done, he sent the disciples away by boat because Jesus needed a second to recharge. A lot of times when we deal with people in our lives, when we deal with circumstances, we need to reset. We need to take some time back. We need to say, you know what? Let me go to a quiet place, meditate and pray to God. That's what Jesus did. So now, Let's get into our, our, our text. Matthew 14, 22. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Again, 
alone time is important for us because it gives us the opportunity to commune and fellowship with God. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. So now we've got to understand fear right? and, the, and the response to fear. A lot of times fear makes you do some things. Right? That fight or flight, you will either fight in a situation or you will run away. Right? That's just a physiological response to fear. And what we're seeing now is the disciples responding in that way. But straightway, verse 27, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. So let's fall on the pause. Could you imagine being in a circumstance, mm. the wind blowing, mm -hmm. the boat rocking, Jesus very calmly saying to you, hey, calm down. Calm down. It's me. Could you imagine that? In our lives, how many times has that happened to us and we've still been afraid? Right. Jesus said, hey, calm down. It's me. Again, this morning requires some honesty and openness about where we are in our level of faith. So continuing on. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Peter. Here you go. Peter, Peter kicks it up. All of us know, or all of us may be Peter. That one person that before the sentence even finished, you got something to say. You didn't let me finish, but I got, well, I got it. I got an answer. That one person. And it may be you. It, it may be you. But understand, Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, tell me, come on out there. If it's you, call me. Could you imagine that? I have just seen Jesus feed the 5,000, and I still need a sign. I still need to believe in something. After I've just seen Jesus, I've walked with Jesus, I understand who he is because I communicated who he was. Yeah. My level of faith is what communicated. But now I still need a sign. Yeah. Now, for us, when we go through our lives, there are times when we can communicate our level of faith. People see us. Oh, man, they must be very faithful, but we still need a sign. We still need some assurance. Peter needed assurance, so okay, and that's fine, because now we're going to see what was Jesus' response. And he said, Jesus very simply said, come, come on, because Jesus said, why would you not come out here? It's me. I know I told you, calm down, but you, you need a sign, come on. A lot of the times, Jesus says that to us when he says, come, what do we do? Well, I don't know. I don't know just yet. I said I trust you. I said I believe you. It's a little rough out here. I don't know if I can really come to you. He very simply says, come on. And when Peter came, Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But listen, you all. But when he saw the wind, he saw the wind. First of all, he saw it. A lot of times when we see things, that's what that's what the response comes from. We're responding to the things that we see, not the things that we know. Because Peter knew better. Because he said, hey, listen, is it you? Jesus said, yes, me. He said, well, come on. He said, come on. But Peter... When he saw everything else outside of Jesus, what happened? He says, when, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid again, yeah. and feared again. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Now, I'm not, I can swim. Now, if I had to swim to survive, I ain't, I'm going to survive. Now, I ain't the best swimmer. Now, I'm just going to use myself as an example. Now, if it, if it was me having to step outside of that boat, I guarantee you, I would have been in circles. I would have showed up in holding room. The entire time, I would have been going around that boat in circles. And I'm just going to be honest about me because I understand what my level of faith would have been. Yeah. But that requires some openness and some honesty because I would have made a big old circle around the boat. I'm, I'm out here, but I'm going to hold on because I don't know. I don't know. But Peter, he let go. Peter, he stepped out there based on where he thought his level of faith was. A lot of the times we step out in circumstances mm -hmm. based on where we think yeah. our level of faith is. Let me tell you something. 
it ain't what you think. Amen. It ain't what you think. Yeah. So now, what happened? And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Save me. And that's the beauty of it. Now, Amen. even when we think our faith is somewhere that it's not, Amen. Jesus knew. Yeah. When he told him, he said, come on, he, Jesus knew. Yeah. He knew that his level of faith where, isn't where it should have been. But he still told him to come on because this is the beauty in that verse. And immediately, immediately, when Peter said, Lord, save me, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Listen, you got to take that in stride because yeah. you weren't as faithful as you thought you were. Yeah, that's right. Jesus told you. Oh, thou of little faith. Your faith isn't where you thought it was. So you stepped out in the circumstances and thought your faith was somewhere that it wasn't. So again, when we step out and deal with circumstances, are you sure your level of faith can handle that? Right. So again, verse 32. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Oh, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. So, going back to, going back to Peter. We've got to understand, Peter was almost the de facto spokesperson for the disciples. Uh -huh. Anytime something happened, Peter was the first one to say something. Hey, listen, no, uh -huh. we're going to see. We're going to continue to look at Peter because when I say Peter, I'm saying Gerard. When I say Peter, I'm saying you all. all right? uh -huh. Insert yourselves because the evaluation is for us. Right? Because at the right. end of the day, we're not lying to God. Right. So we've got to understand, are you sure your level of faith can handle it? All right. All right? So again, verse 29 is important. Verse 29 is very important because Peter, as I said, needed that confirmation. He needed that assurance after all that had been done. And for us, everything that's done for us, we see how we've been blessed. We see that we have come out. Listen, some of us have come out of some situations. You all have come out of some situations. But even still, in spite of that, we still need a sign. Jesus, if you just show me. If you just show me. I've just showed you everything. The life that you live is a example of what I've done for you because you ought not to be here. Right. But you're here. But you right. still need a sign. Okay. Right. Come on. How many of us have the ability, with that being said, to walk towards Jesus? All right. And when the rubber hits the road, keep walking. Yeah. So again, yeah. can I level of faith handle the circumstances that we put ourselves in? Right. Understand, Peter put himself in that circumstance. Yeah. We put ourselves in circumstances. Yeah. And God allows it. He says, come on, listen, okay, come on to me. If you say you trust me, if you say you love me, if you say you're obedient, walk to me. Yeah. Stick with me through your circumstance. Yeah. A lot of times what we do, we go, wait a minute, no, no, I don't think I can handle it. That wind is blowing pretty hard. I don't know, these, these folks in my job, they have the ability to fire me. What you mean I can't? I, I can't come on Sunday. They're they going to fire me. I need this job. Listen, can your faith handle well, that circumstance. Right. So again, in Peter's mind, in his mind, when Christ called him, he responded. And that's a, lot, a lot of times that's what we do, and I want to make sure that we understand Peter in this moment, because a lot of times when Christ calls, we respond. Mm. Sometimes we respond too quick because we don't evaluate ourselves. We're just giving lip service. We think we can handle it. Oh, no. We respond in a way that would indicate you can handle it. Mm. But listen, take a second and evaluate where you are. Because your level of faith may not be able to handle that circumstance. Right. So now, I want to give a suggestion. And I'm not telling anybody how to pray, but I just want to, I want to give a suggestion in our prayers. So when we ask, when we pray and we ask for strength, how about, let's, let's try this. Let's look at a different, let's look at a concept. Right. Let's go to Ephesians 1, beginning at verse 19. Ephesians 1, 19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward 
who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Listen, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So when we pray, and again, this is very simple, just a suggestion. You know how you take an evaluation and this is just some things to work on? Mm -hmm. That's all we're doing this morning. When we pray, how about pray for a strengthening in our faith in the power that God has already given us? Amen. Mm -hmm. You see, right? Ephesians 1.19 tells you all power. The power that has been given to us through Christ because of his resurrection and victory over death. How about we pray for a strengthening in our faith in the power and the strength that we've already received through Christ? Right. Right? So, and again, I'm not telling you don't pray for strength. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying, let's add a little bit more because the strength that we need, the grace that's sufficient for us, it's enough. How about we pray so that we can trust Him? Right. So that when we step into a circumstance, we know for sure our faith can handle it. Right. So now, when we understand those things, we understand that we walk with Christ in Christ. We're in Him. We receive all those things because we are in Christ. So that requires a level of trust. That requires a level of faith. So a lot of times when we say we're Christians, we have to understand truly what that means. Do you trust that in every circumstance that you get, when the boat get rocky, are you going to stick with it? Or are you going to bail out? Are you going to look for the easy way because your level of faith cannot handle that circumstance? And a lot of times what we've got to understand, as I mentioned earlier, we put ourselves in those circumstances. Yeah. And God allows us to. He said, go, go right on ahead. That's on you because I told you what to do. That's right. I've given you the strength. I've given you the power. And you continuously are asking for the strength that you already have, but you just don't believe you got it. But I gave it to you, so how can you not? So now, we rush into things. right? Mm. When, when we rush into that big purchase, I want it. I want it. I know someone close to me who they were, uh, they're in a position, and rather than perfect the position that they're in and learn as much as they could potentially learn, they got consumed with getting to the next position. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me if I, I get this position. I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay. But understand, when they got into the position that they, they desired and that they wanted, they weren't ready for the position. Now, let me tell you what pride will do for you. Pride will not have you admit that I ain't ready for that. You will continue on and struggle in a circumstance because you refuse to admit your level of faith couldn't handle where you are. That's us. So when we rush into, the, into that job or that promotion that we want, we desire, I need a job. That's, this is the one big break. If I, if I get this position, if I get this promotion, I'm gonna, man, y'all going to see how good God has been to me. I'm going to be oh, in no. church every Sunday. I'm going to fellowship because I got time now. I have the ability to move around a little bit. Listen, but we don't understand. You ask it for something that your level of faith cannot handle. So when we rush into that relationship, right? When we enter into a relationship because we're so in love, right? I love this person. I think I want to make it official, y'all. When we rush into it, when it hit the fan, is your level of faith equipped to handle that rockiness in that relationship? Are you ready for? Were you ready for that prior to entering into that particular relationship? So again, this evaluation that we're doing, it's for us because we've got to understand Peter walked with Christ and still needed a sign. We have been blessed in so many different ways and still need signs. So again, the question then remains, can your level of faith handle it? Amen. So 
also understanding that for some of our young folks, I want to make sure that I, I address you all as well. We, we're getting ready to go into the next chapter in our lives. We're getting ready to step out. It's just us. You know, our parents have raised us right. We know the right things to do. But listen, when you step out into the world and haven't dealt with some of the things that you're going to have to deal with, yeah. is your level of faith equipped to handle that? Yeah. Are you in that much of a rush to get out there? Because yeah. listen, the world will know. Right? And you will only be lying to yourself. So understand, now is the time to ask yourself, can my level of faith handle that circumstance? Circumstance. Right. Right. So again, think about some of us in the body. Here, here's what we do. Here's what we that false sense of security. This is what Peter did. Peter had been walking with Christ. So Peter said, hey, I, there's a familiarity. I, I, I can handle it. I, can ha I know who Christ is. Listen, I'm in the body. I worship regularly. Y'all always see me. I'm serving. Listen, when, when we get out, I don't just leave. I, I hang around and I talk to folks. Right? I'm studying my Bible. I text folks and make sure, hey, you all right, brother? I haven't seen you. We do all those things, which is all well and good, but when the rubber meets the road, mm. is your faith going to stand? Right. Is it going to stand when it gets rocky, when you know all you have is you and your faith? Yeah. What you holding on to? So again, uh, an evaluation for ourselves. So now let's continue on and look at Peter. We're going to use Peter this morning. Because uh, it's just it's, it's such a, a potent example that we can use in terms of understanding where our faith is. So John, excuse me, Matthew 26, 33 35. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Let me tell you something about that word never. Let me tell you something. I just want to make sure that I'm clear on the word never. This, if you all ain't got nothing you want to share, I can share for me. Let me tell you about that word never. Never say that word never because I'm going to tell you something. What you think you won't do? The body said, listen, man, hey, hey, we'll do it without Christ. Never. Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, listen to, the, listen to his response. Verily I say unto you, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, listen, oh man, come on. Thou, though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, all said all the disciples. Listen, this, and this is the bad thing about it. Peter has influenced everybody else. Now he has everybody else thinking that their faith is somewhere that it's not. Everybody else agreeing, yeah, we'll die before we deny you. So let's go to John 13, 36 and 38. The same account, but just a different kind of a different concept. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? First of all, where you going? This is Peter, you all. The brashness of Peter. Where, where do you think you going? Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. You can't go right now. Because where you are, you ain't ready. Your level of faith can't handle where I'm going. Just you wait. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Why can't you go? I'm ready. How many of us do that in our lives? Hmm. I'm ready. My faith can take it. Can it? And this is Jesus. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, The cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. <laughs> in verse 38, I want, let's look at verse 38. And it says, Wilt thou lay, lay down thy life for my sake? What Jesus is really simply saying, Really? 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 Are you sure? Are you sure your faith can handle that? That's the response that Jesus is giving Peter. When Peter is, Peter is being bold and, and not realizing that his level of faith isn't where he thinks it is. Jesus is giving it to him. Jesus is trying to let him know, listen, you really think that's where you are? A lot of us should ask ourselves, is that really where we are? Right. Or are we just saying it because it sounds good? Right. Again, this morning requires openness and honesty. It requires that. Right? 
So now, again, along those lines of being honest. So for us to honestly assess uh, the situation and realize that our faith and trust needs to be completely in God because he knows. He already knows. And if you look at it, Jesus responds because he already knows. He says, I'm telling you, I'm t I hear you. I hear what you're saying. My kids, they will come and try to, they will over explain something to me. And I tell them all the time, I hear you all. I hear you. But that's not what happened. That's not, that's not true. Don't you think that I believe that? That's what Jesus is explaining to them. Listen, that's, come on. I'm telling you what you're going to do. Peter said, no, you know. No, no, I won't. No, I won't. Have you ever been around someone and you try to tell them, you give them all the advice in the world. You say, listen, you, you're going to do it. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And you give them the scenario. You set it up for them. You give it to them. And they tell you, no, I'm not. And when they finally do it, what a sad day. Yeah, yeah. And us as Christians, we don't say nothing because we don't we understand pride. We don't say, I told you, we don't do that, do we? No, we don't do that. <laughs> so again, being honest and understanding where we are. Right? Because Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 says what? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Yeah. Who can know it? But verse 10, there's the beauty in verse 10. It says, I the Lord search the heart, I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So now, listen. We ain't lying to God because he knows. So the, the thing is for us to be honest with ourselves Man. so that we understand that what God is seeing is truthful. We are saying, we say we're faithful, God is shaking his head no. But now we, we revise ourselves based on the word of God and we live a life that is based on his ways. And now we don't have to worry about lying. Because when we say we can handle it, guess what? We can't. Because we have, we have deliberately taken the steps to ensure that our faith is strengthened. Amen. Psalm 139 and 1 says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. In other words, listen, God knows. God knows. Jesus knew Peter. Peter kept running his mouth. Kept yeah. running his mouth. Peter, Jesus said, listen, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And a lot of times what happens is we get defensive when someone tells us we can't do something. Right. We get defensive. And that, let me tell you what that is. That's pride, number yes, one. Sir. And also what it is, is it's being selfish. Yeah. You're yeah. being selfish. Yeah. So when someone tells you, when a brother or sister tells you, hey, listen, you know, you, you're in a way that you potentially could fall. No, 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 no. You are being defensive now because deep down in your heart, guess what you know? You know it. You know you can't handle it. You know your faith is not where it should be. But rather than tell, rather than admit to it, again, requires openness and honestness. We'll fight. Peter fought. All right, so let's continue on. Let's look at another example very quickly. Judas. Judas is another example of being dishonest and not realizing that his level of faith couldn't handle the circumstances. Judas was the money man. Judas carried the money around. Judas had a problem with money. A lot of times what we do is we know we got a problem. We know we struggle with this particular thing, but we think that our level of faith can handle being around this particular circumstance, being around this particular person. Oh, it ain't that bad. I'm good. It ain't going to change me. Right? We enter into relationships with people because we feel like, oh, my faith can handle it. My faith can handle hanging around. They're not going to change me. But lo and behold, your faith can't handle it because now what are you doing? You're beginning to look and speak like them. Yeah. You're beginning to do the things and desire the things that they want yeah. because your level of faith couldn't handle being in a circumstance in the first place. Right. And if you had admitted that, you would have been better off. Judas thought that it was okay for him to walk around knowing he got that issue with money, walking around with the money bag. Because he was not honest. A lot of us walk around and hold on to the things that we know we got a problem with. Yeah. Because we think our faith is somewhere that it's not. Amen. So again, honesty is all it requires. Amen. It's all it requires. 
So now, when we talk about Peter, uh, and we don't, for the sake of time, we won't get into it. But Peter, when he found, when he did it, when he denied Jesus, he did it. And so he had to do it a few times because they knew who he was. Yeah. Even when Peter himself couldn't admit to who he was, everybody else knew. He said, man, listen, you talk like him. Yeah. You, you talk like him. Yeah. How are you going to tell us that that ain't, come on, we know that's your boy. Yeah. No, I don't know him. <laughs> no, he had to step outside of his character well, to get someone to try to believe who he was. But they already knew, said, man, that's you. But when yeah. it happened, when that cock crowed, guess what he did? He said, what did he say? He wept bitterly. Yeah. How many of us, again, going back to the point of putting ourselves in circumstances that our level of faith can't handle, how many of us, when that aha moment comes mm. and we realize, I couldn't handle it, mm. what do we do? Sometimes we weep bitterly because we realize all we had to do was admit that yeah. we, need some, we needed some strengthening in our faith. Yeah. But the yeah. beauty is, going back to Peter, on that boat, because he once he realized, once he began to sing, once it got hard for him, and he began to sing, guess what? What did he do? He, what did he do? Called out, save me, yeah, save me, yeah. And very simply, and I wish, and, and in my mind, this is how I played out. Jesus very calmly and coolly said, "Hey, here you go. Take my hand. Come on." Right? Because that's what he does for us. That he provides us with comfort, yeah. peace, yeah. If we trust in him. So for Peter to stretch out his hands, that means he trusted that Jesus was going to lift him up out of that water. Right? Because when he got back in the boat, what did they do? They worshiped him. Like, listen, yeah, we know it's you. So we've got to understand. So now, all right, this is what we talk. Jesus, Matthew 26, 69 through 75. And I, I do, we got a little time, so we're going to read each other. Uh, so again, verse 70. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. How many of us get in circumstances right, and we start talking about our faith? Right, and people start getting uncomfortable with us talking about our faith. What do we do? Do we adjust? Are we ashamed of our faith? Well, what you do? Nah, that ain't, that ain't what I meant. That ain't, that's not what I meant. Right? And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with the note. I swear I don't know this man. I swear I don't know him with a note. Listen, I, come on, y'all. Y'all, come on. Y'all know that ain't me. So now, verse 72, and again he denied with a note. Verse 73, and after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Listen, you can't even lie to me. Right. We know it's you. Yeah. You, you still sound, even though you're lying, you still sound like it. Come on, that's you. <laughs> then, see, now, now Peter realizes, wait, I'm in a situation. Now, hold on now. Because my faith can't handle this because I might have to actually die. Now, I, I know I said it, but I didn't think I was going to have to actually do it. Yeah. Listen, how many of us, when we make that commitment, when we say, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But when the rubber meets the road and it's time for us to make a commitment and actually execute what we say we'll do, how many of us say, whoa, 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 whoa. You, mean, you need that today? You need me to do that right now? Mm. So again, verse 74, then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. Mm -hmm. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, before the cock broke, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Yeah. Peter was in a circumstance that his level of faith couldn't handle. Yeah. So now for us, strengthening our faith. Four simple things, and then I'm done. Trust. Right? Matthew 6, 25-27. Easier said than done. We say we trust. Yeah. Yeah. We say we want to believe. Yeah. But what we do is we have a tendency to trust in ourselves 
and our own understanding. Yeah. Because we're more familiar with that than we are with the will of God. That's right. And that's on us. That's right. Because we have not taken the time to familiarize ourselves with the will of God and how he would want us to live out our lives. So we trust the things that we're more comfortable with. Yeah. Now, if and that is the case, and you're putting yourself in a circumstance that your faith can't handle, that's on you again. Yeah. And God will allow it. We saw Peter came on out there. He said, come on. Because he knew. Listen. We're not lying to God. We're only lying to ourselves. Amen. Again, so his plans for us are greater than our own. So how about we trust in him and let our faith be strengthened in him? Right? Second, pray. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, Hebrews 4, 16. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So now in, in order for us to come boldly, that means we have to trust him. We have to believe him. We have to have faith in him. Right? Because when we pray for things sometimes, we, a lot of times some of us can pray till we start sweating and turn blue in the face. But if we don't believe the things that we're praying for, come on now. you might as well go ahead and sit down somewhere. Yeah. And that's just being honest. Yeah. Because if we don't believe that God will give us the things that we need and that we desire based on a faithfulness that we, we owe him because of the things he's done for us, listen, our walk is in vain. Now, if you choose to not admit that, then that's on you, and that says a lot about where your level of faith is. But the Word of God is what it says what it says. Yeah. We have to trust. So for us to approach the throne boldly, that means we believe it. Yeah. I know when I pray this prayer, I know because I'm faithful and I trust in you, I know that you're going to provide. I know yeah. that. And I'm not going to worry about the rest of it. Come what may. Right. I'll be okay. So the circumstances that come thrown at me, I know that my level of faith can withstand because what? I'm praying. And I'm praying with confidence and boldness yeah. because I trust him. Right? Yeah. So now let's go to the next one. Study. Yeah. Study. Yeah. Take your faith and take the word. Take your faith and take the word and see if you can make a real life faithful application hmm. with where you are. Yeah. You can study and read all day, but when yeah. you go out. And you are faced with the circumstances. I ain't talking about just quoting verses. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about do you have the ability based on your faith in the word of God to actually make a real life application. Not just to help yourself but to help someone else. Because you remember what our calling is. We forget that sometimes. So us studying it and being faithful to the word of God. Not just, it doesn't just help us. It helps someone else. Because they then see our faith. They see us trusting. They see that when we're going through something, we don't just get all crazy, start acting, acting crazy at the job. We don't start throwing chairs, start cussing folks out. We don't do that. We don't, we don't get in a situation where, man, I, man, I just need something to take the edge off. We don't do those things. And people see us. They see us. They see our faith because we are making a real-life application based on the study of God's Word. Amen. Lastly, living out His Word. Yeah. Yeah. James. 125. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Amen. Understand, it does you no good to say it and then not do it. Amen. It does you no good to say I'm faithful and then not be faithful. Man. What good does that do you? So again, if you have the ability to do that, what you have not been doing is allowing the word of God to assess you and convict you and correct you. Yeah. So again, when we step out into the world and we deal with circumstances, is our level of faith, does our level of faith have the ability to handle that particular situation? And again, 
I told you all it wasn't going to be long, but I wanted to make sure that we understand that this morning was for us. Mm -hmm. uh, we look at Peter and we understand that Peter, take his name out and put in our name. Amen. Amen. Make sure that we understand that sometimes, sometimes we put ourselves in situations that our level of faith can't handle. That's right. And what we must do then is recognize we can't handle it. That's right. I need to strengthen my faith. Yeah. Lord, help me. Yeah. That's all, and, it's, it's, and it's, it's almost laughable how simple it is, but when Peter began to sink, he cried out. Jesus very simply put his hand out. He put his hand out because he knows, I knew you couldn't handle it. That's why you need me. That's why I came down and lived a life in a human body and died and was resurrected. I did that because I know you couldn't handle it. Yeah. You just need to know you can't handle it without me. Yeah. So that's the thing. So again, I, I, as I said, I wasn't going to keep you all long. Uh, I trust and pray that something has been said this morning uh, that has been helpful for you. Again, as I said, the lesson wasn't just for sharing, it was for me as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I do want to make sure that I communicate that as we prepare for our invitation song. If you're here today and you, and you haven't yet obeyed the gospel, and you are living a life where you are making decisions based on your own will, understand that there are no guarantees in life. The only guarantee is that Christ will provide you with eternal salvation if you obey Him. Yeah. What happens 15, 20 minutes down the line? We don't know, but all you have is the time that you have now. Yeah. Understand that you've heard his word. His word is true. Everything that has been given to you is from God's word. Yeah. It's on you now to trust it. Trust it and understand the circumstances that you're living in, as good as you may think they are, it can be so much better in Christ. Yeah. So now not only do you trust it, but obey it. Be moved unto it. Have confidence in it. Have confidence in it and understand that now you have to confess that the risen king, I want for him to rule my life. Yeah. Right? So now with that being said, you have to understand that the way that your life has been going wasn't the right way. Repent of it. Give that up. Allow that reproach to be rolled off you as Israel did when they, the reproach of Egypt was rolled off. Listen, I was wrong. Forgive me for living in that way. Now Man. I know better. Right? So being justified by your faith being baptized now, understanding that that symbolizes that water grave of baptism. Wait, coming up a new creature. That's a decision that you can make. You can make that decision. Because again, there is no guarantees. Brother May talked about death. Listen, you all. One, there are two things that are for sure. Death and taxes. <laughs> death and taxes. I like that phrase because it's true. Understand, in this moment, you have the ability to make that decision. And if you are a member of the Bible, and you have been in circumstances that your faith can't handle. And you know that your faith can't handle. And we continuously fail. We continuously go in a revolving door of failure because we refuse to admit that our level of faith is not where it needs to be. Yeah. He's waiting on you. His hand is out. We understand that it gets stormy, the boat is rocking, but his hand is out. Yeah. And all you have to do is say, Lord, save me. And you have the ability to do that today. Yeah. So again, as... We stand and sing the invitational song. I, I trust and pray that you all allow the word to convict you. And as you go out and share the word of God, share the gospel of Christ, you do so understanding where your faith is. There's a little world in the land. We found it to be right. There's a morning star. We know that there's a little.